Hey, hey, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Adam Benzman, and welcome to the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel, your number one resource for free roofing sales training on YouTube and your go-to listen for when you're out driving in your truck, needing some inspiration on how to market yourself, generate leads, overcome objections, and get more sales. If you'd like to join the Roof Strategist Insiders and get a free copy of my ebook, Three Tricks to Get to the Kitchen Table, and get emails every Tuesday with new episode notifications, insider tips, tricks, and the occasional lives that I do, head on over to www.roofstrategist.com and sign up right now for free. That's all, and let's hop right into this week's episode. Hey everybody, Adam here, the Roof Strategist, and we are back with another Lockdown Live. These just get more fun as time goes on. Thanks for joining me. Today we are covering the five essentials to successful direct mail roofing leads. This video today was inspired by a guy named David. David uh, reached out to me. He says, Adam, um, I've been writing my own letters, watching your stuff. I sent out 100, 100 more. I haven't seen anything come back yet. And I wanted to address what those issues might be. Because ultimately, direct mail is such an old school technique that has not lost its touch. Let's face it, guys. This industry of roofing and door-to-door sales has been around as long as people have had homes. We show up. You have a prospect, captive audience, and you have an opportunity to present to them. Direct mail has been around for eons also, and it works, and so many people overlook it. It's something you can do at home. It's fast. It's cheap. It's easy. You can print it on your home computer, and you can use direct mail to generate these roofing leads. So I'm going to go over the five essentials today. Uh, what I encourage you to do, if you've ever had trouble using direct mail, watch these. If you're new to direct mail, I highly recommend you watch my video, the Under the Radar Sales Letter. I did another video or two a few weeks ago. If you go on the channel, you click videos and the little uh, search icon, just search um, mail, the word mail. All that stuff will come up. So I want to grab that, jump in. I just want to grab my notes here so I don't forget these things because they're written down in order. Um, number one, by the way, direct mail, uh, you guys have probably heard me say this. I have had people reaching out left and right. Direct mail is working. I had a guy reach out that made millions off my letters. All the stuff's in the battle pack. There's specific COVID-19 stuff in there as well. Um, the stuff just plain works. The people that have had issues with it not working are usually using it wrong. There's a guy that reached out to me. He goes, Adam, your mail, your letters aren't working. And I asked him what was going on. We made some tweaks. And then he responds to me, throws me the little hang loose emoji, goes, your letters are working now. So the stuff is really, really powerful. And especially right now, as we adapt to not being able to go to door to door, it's great to have these tools in your arsenal to use. So um, I'm going to scratch out my beautiful artwork for a minute. And Set this down and let's jump right in because the first one, actually, you know what? I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave this letter up because this is going to come uh, as an example because there's a couple of little nuances. What I want you to do as you learn about direct mail is really start to put your mind in this like psychology reading mode. We have to get into the mind of what inspires people to, to, to open a letter and think about yourself when you get letters in the mail. Most of the stuff is junk mail these days. You do a very quick snap decision, and that snap decision, snap decision will do two things, right? We all sort through our mail. We do this. Decision one is the trash pile, trash, and number two is open, okay? So think about that. That's the first thing we need to do is get to the split, the snap decision. So going straight to the trash, trash without getting open, and then, or is it getting open? If it does get open, we obviously need to have them read it and then call or email, okay? 
follow the flow. So we need to break this decision from trash to get to open to red or reading it to call. And I'm gonna walk through this in, the, in a quick overview process uh, before I go through these five steps. I just decided to throw this in. I wasn't planning on it, but I think it's really, really important. So the snap decision, let's, let's figure you get this open. Now, how do you get it open? One is the formatting, okay? And I'm actually jumping ahead to uh, um, number five. This is actually the fifth one, which is presentation, is the formatting. Hand addressed, hand stamped. Do not cheap out on this, okay? Hand addressed, hand stamped. Yes, there are machines that do this. There are handwriting machines, hand addressed, and if you can afford one, which they're really, really expensive, hand stamped, okay? Then you can use that. But for the average sales guy, like you and me, going out, doing this stuff, you can do it at home, you can be effective, you can make a lot of money. So hand address it, hand stamp it. I get this question all the time. What do I put right here where it says the homeowner's name, okay? I like to use a white envelope in blue ink, okay? When you do that, and again, I'm, I'm going backwards here on tip five. So this is tip five. What the hey? I'll go through these in reverse order instead since I got excited. You can use a couple things. One, you can write dear homeowner. Number two, you can write dear neighbor. Or you can do it the best way, which is to write their name. So there's a few ways to do that. You can use the free resources available, uh, which are the county assessor records. You can type in the property and the county tax records. They'll pop up on who that property is registered to, okay, where the deed is, is held. Um, the other way, the faster, easy way, use an app like Spadio, which another reason I'm doing this, um, Trey with Spadio, Trey Gibson with Spadio had me on uh, as a guest to talk about using direct mail to get uh, qualified uh, roofing leads right now. So if you jump on over to Spadio's blog, you'll see the video with me and Trey talking and a couple of other experts that were on there as well. Uh, really good people, really good content over there to check out, highly recommend. But in, in Spadio, just for an example, um, you can click on a home and it'll give you the homeowner data. Same with, I hear Hail Recon. I haven't used Hail Recon personally in a while, but um, I used to use it all the time and you can grab that data. So there are apps that are out there that, that will plug in this data. Hand address, okay, hand stamp. Now, what about the return address? Return address, you never wanna put a company name. Listen, this here, if you see um, Adam, the roof strategist or your company name, best roofing company ever, this snap decision, they see that they don't know who it is What's going to happen on the decision tree? It's going to go straight to the trash. So what we want to do is actually leave this out. Only put your address in this area, okay? Only put your address here. And the reason for that is you want to intrigue someone to open it. You don't want to give away the goods, right? You, you're Same thing like when you're knocking doors. You're not going to show up, knock the door and say, hey, I'm here to sell your roof. You wouldn't do that. And this little piece will make or break things. These are all subtle nuances, but they make a huge difference. So again, on that snap decision tree, Okay, just your uh, property address. You can use the office address, your personal address, doesn't matter. Ideally, the homeowner name, if not homeowner or neighbor, and then the stamp goes up here. Uh, old school trick, put the stamp on a little crooked. Uh, the reason, looks personal, it will get open. Again, down to this tree. All right, so that's the general structure. Again, you can print these letters out, whether you're writing your own, which there are plenty. There's a guy here uh, who emailed me and he says, Adam, I watched your videos. I couldn't afford your pack. I wrote my letter, it worked, and he's making money. So if you can write, you want, you want to write your own, do it. If you want to use the stuff that I've developed, and many of you watching already have my battle pack. Many of you are already making money. I get letters literally weekly of people, sorry, not these kind of letters, email letters uh, of folks using them. So if you want to check them out, grab the, the stuff in the battle pack. Um, and I've adapted some of these to the COVID-19 uh, stuff as well. So all the ones that are relevant. So this is the main thing on tip number five, which is kind of the right presentation. All right. So tip number five. Tip number four, and I'm going to leave this up because we're going to be building on it. Tip number four is volume. All right, everyone asks, hey, Adam, what do I expect in terms of uh, results on direct mail? 
All right. It depends on a couple of factors and it ties into tip one. Look at this. Sorry. I had to use my foot to pick up a marker uh, to tip one, which is the right addresses. So there's two factors. Okay. To response to response. Well, there's more, but I'm going to hit two. One is the quality of your address. How targeted are they? Are they like, <laughs> you could send a million letters out to renters and you're never going to call back quality of the address. Have they had a claim? Are they in a hail area? All these factors. All right. So that's the number, the number one thing. And then number two is volume. So quality of the addresses and volume out of a hundred letters, usually direct mail will lead usually a one to 5% response rate. Okay. Five is on the high side. Um, remember the, it's the, the laws, what we call in the marketing world of attrition. You send a hundred letters, 20 are going to go right into the trash, maybe even 50, and then another 50 get opened. Out of the 50 get, that get opened, let's say 25 get read, and then five people call. So you see that there's different stages. So decision one opened, same with an email, right? Did someone open it? Did they read it? And then did they respond? So we have all these steps that need to happen. So volume you'll, you'll, um, for response rate, you're looking at one to 5% on average. Okay. On average, are there times that you can flop? Yes. Usually it's due to a mistake or it's due to not repetition, which I'm going to get to that. That's one of these tips as well. All right. So one to 5%. Um, and you think about it, people are like, wow, one to five. So I have to send a hundred letters to get a lead potentially, but how long does it take you to hand sign and write a hundred addresses? Not long, an hour. It would take you longer to get in your truck, drive to a neighborhood, get out, start canvassing, and you might hit five doors by then if they're home, right? And then back like round trip. So if you think about in terms of time efficiency, no fuel, no time there, you can go way high volume. And if you get creative, if you get, if you, if you have children, put them to work. Uh, I love that's what Trey said on the interview. He's like, man, I could put my kid on this right now. You can hire people to do this. It doesn't, they don't have to be skilled laborers. Your admin can do it if you're an office man, excuse me, if you're running a, a team or an owner of a company. Um, but anyway, one to 5% on average. Okay. Now, and the quality of the address, you can make sure it's the right home in the right area that has had hail, all that stuff. All right. All right. So that's um, good addresses and then volume. So uh, the other one, number three here, which by the way, I'm, I decided to kind of adjust the order as I got going in this is the uh, multiple touches. So if you haven't yet, which I'm, I'm sure many of you have seen my videos, I always preach multi-touch marketing in an ideal world, non-COVID world, right? You show up, you knock the door, no one's home, you leave a letter. Okay. That's a separate letter than direct mail. I call them letter leave behinds. The reason I do a leave behind letter is because it piques someone's curiosity. It doesn't scream marketing material. Same thing on the, on the letter left on the door. It's the decision tree, trash, or do I read it? Well, probably go straight to here, right? Trash or read. But if it's overproduced, it's on glossy paper, it's hung on the doorknob, that screams marketing material. Someone showed up and put it on there. But people like Jason who are, who, uh, are always watching the channel, Jason was on yesterday. Jason sent me literally pictures in a video. He's taking my direct mail letters but instead of mailing them, as I showed before, he's taping them with painter's tape on homes. He says he's hung a lot, but he signs deals. I said, how many he goes, <laughs> in his words, a crap load, okay? He didn't use that exact word, but you get the picture. But the point is he went out there, how fat, how like, boom, tag door, tag door, tag door, tag door. Even if it was a full day, he got four deals off of it, okay? Four deals in a day is a big deal, if you think about it. So anyway, um, volume and multi-touch. Let me get back to multi-touch. So ideally, knock, leave a letter, okay? Then you send the letter in the mail. That's three touches to the same homeowner. When you show up again or they see you in the neighborhood, that's four or five touches. If you can cold call, that's six. So mail is very similar, right? If you, if no one's ever heard of you, 
then one letter in the mail, is that enough? So then you send more letters. That's why I have, there's five in the pack, plus the COVID-19 ones. Plus I've got a few more I'm finally releasing, actually quite a bit more that are coming soon, more details to come um, for different scenarios, okay? So if you're not out in the neighborhood and people aren't seeing your truck, they haven't seen your yard signs, one impression is not enough. But if you think about it, if you roofed three houses in the neighborhood, they've seen your signs, they've seen your trucks, they've seen you in and out, and then they get the letter in the mail, there's a level of familiarity. So volume is important. Multiple touches are important. If you cannot be there door to door, cold call, okay? There's plenty of ways, which I've shared in another video, my cold calling video, on how to get homeowner data to start cold calling. It's just door knocking, but without showing up at the house, letter. Hey, do you get my letter in the mail? And then people are like, well, who are you? What are you talking about? Right? You say, hey, this is Adam calling. I sent you a letter in the mail uh, about a week ago. I just wanted to follow up, see if you had any questions. And then someone's going to start thinking, right? They're going to be like, what letter? Who are you? And then even if they don't know, it doesn't matter because you started a conversation, right? Everything I teach is about getting that conversation started. All you need is a reply so you get into a dialogue and then you can start presenting from there. All right. So uh, we have multiple touches, good addresses, high volume, in the right presentation. I'm going to go back to that in a minute. Um, now, let's just talk about the letter. We're at the point now where we're going to dive into the nitty gritty. So this is the outside, right? We've made it past the decision tree to open uh, to red and then getting them to call. I want to talk about the actual letter. I love this whiteboard, by the way. I'm very curious to hear if this is helpful for you guys as opposed to just like a talking head or feeling like someone is talking at you. Um, visual, right? We're visual people. All of us are. We're tactile learners. So we have our letter. Okay. Here's our piece of paper. Now, a couple things. Don't overproduce this, guys. When I say overproduce, it doesn't need to be glossy stuff. What you do not want is like your giant logo. Like, no, don't do that. Because when someone sees that, what do they think? Marketing material, right? We want it to feel like it's a personal connection, personal. You just reaching out like a human being. Okay. So we don't put that up there. If you put on your logo or whatever, that's down here. Logo and details, okay? This is your website, signature, all that. Now, I wanted to do something. I, I've talked with this uh, a bunch. Um, and yeah, Ski Home Improvement says, thank you for your insight. Of course, man, I'm glad to have you here. Um, I'd love to hear your results from trying this stuff. Couple of things, I'm gonna go bottom up, okay? Well, no, let's go top down. That makes more sense. We talked about getting the letter open then read. So how do you get a letter read? Now, I have studied direct mail for by all the greats, the people that have driven billion, literally billions of dollars in direct mail. Joseph Sugarman is one of my favorite. Uh, he, he's, he's written some phenomenal books. I've had the opportunity of testing this stuff, not only in my own, but for companies, uh, lots of roofing companies, lots of you guys seeing results, all that. So um, let, let's slide into kind of the elements. So one's a headline, okay? So we want the headline. And when I say headline, I'm not talking news article. I'm talking, you want something big and bold. So it draws them in. That's easy to read a punchy statement. The idea is to draw them in where you don't give them enough. So I'll give you an example. I drove by your house and wanted to stop by, but I'm respecting social distancing and I'm sending you this letter and said, dot, dot, dot. Okay. So it's big and bold and, and that's going to draw them in. And they're like, Oh, who's that? Then you have the letter that starts dear. And then their name or homeowner right? I'm just going to put little brackets because in my letters, by the way, you'll notice that's just habit um, in the battle pack. And those of you that have the battle pack, I use these brackets um, and everything's in yellow. So when you open them up, that's all you have to change. Like use the letter as they are, change just, just the, uh, the stuff in yellow. And then, yeah, you can modify them if you want. Some people do. Sometimes you can over modify them where they don't work. 
And that's one thing I ask when people say, hey, I was using your letter, it didn't work. And then I find out they butchered it. It's like, no, there's, they're like every single step in there is for a very, very specific reason. Okay. So you've got deer and then their name, and then you go into your presentation. Okay. But you put this information in there in a way that all you're trying to do, if you, if you ask yourself, well, why am I sending this letter? It's for one reason in one reason only it's to make the phone ring it's to get them to call you right so you don't need to go in you don't and so many people do this everyone I, I can't tell you guys I get this all the time people say hey Adam either I wrote my own letter I can't afford your battle pack yet which is which totally understand guys I I am of course I'd love your business and at the same time I want you to succeed if if now's not the time I'm not going anywhere all right if you need to draft your own and test this do it if you don't and you want to just buy mine, do that. Like it doesn't matter. But my point is this. This is a very specific process. When you get someone to just call you and you think about that as your primary goal, you skip the fluff. But for some reason, everyone says like, hey, my name is so-and-so. Here's my company. I've been in business for 10 years. No one gives a shit yet, right? Like they want to know how can you help them? Why are you reaching out? So you build intrigue. You say, I was driving by your house from leaving a neighbor's. I noticed this on your roof. It looks like from the ground that there's some evidence of some hail damage and your neighbor got hail damage and I can do X, Y, and Z for you. And all you're trying to do is get them to call you. You don't need to pitch. You don't need to explain everything. Now there are times, I mean, like sometimes I, I call my, my original one that I, that I released first was the end of the radar sales letter. Okay. And that was a more what I call all encompassing letter. And then the more specific you get, the better, right? So if I wrote this letter, like leaving a neighbor's house uh, or courtesy for the neighbors on so-and-so street, which is one of the letters, it's specific. If you saw a headline that said um, like courtesy notice for everyone on and then your street name, you'd at least want to know what it is. So again, that's the headline. So for production, you'd send a specific letter, right? I have one of those. You'd send one just as a generic uh, like all encompassing, trying to get into a neighborhood. You'd have one for, I just drove by. I have one for, are you tired of roofers on your doorstep? Right? So there's all these different applications. You want to make them specific. Okay. The more specific, the better. All right. And there's all, there's all different uh, applications. And by the way, don't be afraid to send a few more. Now I'm gonna take a quick pause and turn my attention in here. So comment, I don't have a roofing business, but I do have a home improvement business and you can use information for my business. Absolutely. This works for home improvement as well. No doubt. Solar, uh, roofing, all that. Any any home sale. Another one. Um, Adam's battle pack is worth its weight in gold if you can get it and apply it. Thank you. Um, and yes, it, it can be applied. Definitely can be applied. Subbing out just some of the information in terms of uh, services and stuff like that. But the general flow will absolutely apply. All right. So we want to be specific. Now, the other elements. We have a headline. We have deer. Then we have normal font. Now, we want to make it easy to read, so we keep spaces in the formatting. If you get emails from me and you're on the insiders list, guys, I geek out on the psychology of communication because that's what this is. Um, the email that might have told you that I was going live, you'll see there's a line and then there's space and then there's another line. Because if I sent everything, like if you get a letter that's like this much, see how dense this is? Like if you just opened up this whole thing, would you read it? No, my attention span is that of a squirrel. If I see dense stuff like that, I'm not going to read it because it's overwhelming and intimidating. But if I make the letter like this and it's really easy to read and then I break it up with some bullets and then I say, call me for my inspection, video inspection, uh, assessment, whatever it is, and then my number, right? So it's much easier to read. You see that? So that's how important the formatting is. Last thing, uh, signature. If I sign this here, black blends into black print, use blue. Boom. See how it pops? It's personal. All right. 
little subtle touches make a big difference. So um, let's do a quick recap. Uh, and by the way, a um, couple things. Yeah, let's just do a recap. Let me grab my little notes here. You want good addresses, okay? That's critically important, quality addresses. You want the right letter at the right time. So when I said specific, you wanna be specific. If you can plug in information about the street name that you're working, the neighbors don't, by the way, I, I've played with this in the past and I learned the hard way, unfortunately, because I was a dummy. Like if, if you're gonna use a neighbor's name, get permission. I've used first names, but people don't like that. Like, hey, I'm gonna send a letter out to the neighbor. Do you mind if I use your name? If they say yes, you can use it. Otherwise you gotta keep it vague. I'm working with a neighbor on so-and-so street, but be specific, okay? Luckily they didn't get that upset, but it was just like, oh, duh, moron moment. Slap myself on the wrist, learning moment. All right, the other one's multiple touches. So you can do this by taping letter on the door, which is what Jason's done. Um, and other guys are starting to do, and I'm, I'm hearing really, really good success about that. Uh, you can send multiple letters, okay? So again, instead of showing up, same thing, Use think about what you do knocking doors, right? You, you knock the door, and then if no one's home, you're gonna come back again. But if you can't knock the door, send another letter, okay? I'm gonna be uh, doing some cool stuff on that sequence stuff coming soon, so pay attention. Um, and number four is the, the volume, right? How many letters are you sending out? You can't send 50 and say, I give up. Okay. And, and number five is the right pers uh, presentation. That's the envelope and the formatting. All right. I love this little thing, by the way. Uh, super cool. It's a digital notepad. So when you have the right presentation, which is how it reads, which is the envelope and then this formatting, by the way, you can like use bold for things that you really want to jump off the page, um, sign in blue ink, you're going to increase your response rate. So I just want to share this because there's, you know, I, I, I just made this assumption, um, a while back, sorry about that, I was just setting that down. Uh, I made this assumption a while back that people would just use the letters as they are. And then I realized people have a tendency, oh, I wanna put my own spin on it. And there's nothing wrong with putting your own spin on it. And at the same time, you need to uh, recognize that all of this stuff is very subconscious and psychologically driven, okay? So just some tips, if you do start to go on your own, have a strong headline, do the envelope formatting the right way, um, Sign in blue ink, and, and I call it the one action goal, right? What is the one action that you um, that you want them to take? And that's to call you. By the way, you can, I would encourage you, I don't, you can say, or text, you know, if you're cool with that. Some people have, are, are more comfortable texting, like saying, hey, I got your letter. It's just easier, it's on the fly. So you can include it. You can also include your email. But again, just make sure to put your logo and all that. So company owner specifically, don't, don't overproduce this. As a salesperson, um, my material, whether you use mine or someone else's, mine's the in the battle pack below, um, link in the description. You can print it on your home printer. What I would recommend doing just to do this fast is drive through the neighborhoods, pick your addresses, find the right addresses that you want to target, pair it with the right letter, okay? Print them at home, black ink, that's all you need. Hand sign in blue, stuff them, and, and just write those uh, addresses on the envelope, handwritten, stamp them, toss them in the mail. It's beautiful stuff. All right, that is all that I have for today. This is a long one. This was um, something that I I was hesitant to to do because I feel like I'm giving out my secrets. <laughs> it's a valuable one. This is years and years of trial and error and testing and uh, a lot of study of the psychology of what actually goes into a letter. Um, but I'm, you know, this is a this whole lockdown live thing is is super fun and it's challenges and it's it's exciting and rewarding to be here every day supporting you guys. Um, says, thank you. Appreciate it. You are very welcome. I appreciate you being here. And um, again, as always, I'm open to hearing your feedback. What do you like about the live? What don't you like? What information 
am I, are you wanting to hear more of, or what should I cover in a future video? Put it in the comments. Let me know. Shoot me an email, adam at roofstrategist.com. By the way, I know this, uh, I've seen this come through. So there's no, the, it's just adam at roofstrategist.com. Okay. So email me uh, if you have any questions. And as always, um, click thumbs up if you, if you like this video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Feel free to share it with your team. Um, and yeah, check out the podcast. All these are getting uh, the audio scrubbed into a podcast. So if you guys are out driving around, you need a refresher, some motivation, uh, you'll be able to listen while you're cruising around your truck. So thanks a ton. And I'm a little late. I was on a roof, but I'll sure watch the replay. That's a great place to be. You're, I'm glad you were late for that reason. I hope that uh, inspection went well, Tristan, and hope you earn the business. So be well, everybody. Be safe. Uh, we are hopefully going to be starting to open up our country again here pretty soon, safely, and hopefully things will start to trickle a little bit way back into some normalcy. So you guys are great. Thanks for being here. I will see you tomorrow. Hey, hey, thanks again for joining me for this week's episode of the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel. If you are out on a roof or driving around, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes. So click for all the links, the description, and if you have any questions, email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. Thanks again, and I will see you next Tuesday.